how awesome how God can still be glorified in the midst of great darkness. When Jesus looks at the world, he, he doesn't look and say, too dark, too difficult, too impossible. But he looks and he sees a harvest that is ready and he wants willing individuals, willing partners to come alongside him to go forth and to declare his love to the world. Hi, welcome to another episode of the World Changers Podcast with Alonzo Malvarez, where my mission is to encourage, equip, and empower everyday people to change the world. If you're new to this podcast, I release a new episode every Wednesday, so I encourage you to hit subscribe in whatever platform you're receiving this content. The reflection shared on today's episode is solely on my own personal accord and by no means a promotion of any person or entity other than Jesus Christ. Please be advised that the overall views expressed is from a place of prayer and a careful consideration. My hope is to bring clarity and also practical action steps on how world changers can be equipped, excited, and really just empowered to go forth and bring forth positive change and ultimate transformation in our world. As you saw on this episode's title, we're going to go there, talk about a recent event that really stirred up a lot of a controversy within America and I'm pretty sure worldwide as well. This is kind of a little bit out of the norm for this podcast. However, I felt the need to really dive into this conversation because even though we are in this world and not of this world, much of the realities that we are presently living in does have an influence and does have an effect on how we live our daily lives. And so I hope that in producing and sharing, publishing this content, that really you are in, in, encouraged, inspired, enlightened, and then also just empowered overall. At this point, I know that there is tons of coverage concerning this topic, that there are many who have shared their thoughts and uh, uh, reflections and uh, analysts and analyze, if you will, the music video that was produced by Little Nas. But this is not gonna be that. In fact, I wanna just go a little bit deeper. I'm gonna share the content of what has been released in, re in regards to this to bring everyone into a, a sense of knowing what we're talking about. And then also I want to provide five practical action steps that we can embody as we move forward together. I understand that not every person that is going to receive this content is going to be Christian. So I, I do want to make that very clear that if you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, and I would even dare to say, even if you are little Nas himself, who is listening to this podcast, I want to come straight out the gate and just let you know that you are deeply, deeply loved by God. And I just want to let you know that this love that God has for you is a love that he desires to be in a relationship with you. And it is, it is up to you, it's your decision to receive this amazing love that God gives freely of himself. He's not gonna force his love. He's not gonna force a relationship with you. But I just wanna let you know straight up that you are deeply, deeply loved by God. 
Okay, so let's go further. Let's get into the context of the situation. I'm going to be sharing the content that was released in a report by NBC News concerning this whole situation. This was actually published on March the 28th and updated on March the 29th. So if it's a little bit outdated, I do apologize. But NBC News reports that Little Nas X, the Old Town Road artist, is collaborating with streetwear company MSCHF, which is actually pronounced Mischief, on a pair of Satan shoes, only 666 pairs of which went on sale Monday. The controversial kicks apparently modified Nike Air Max's 97s are decorated with a pentagram pendant and a reference of Luke chapter 10, verse 18, a Bible verse about Satan's fall from heaven. They were sold out shortly after going on sale Monday at a price of $1,018 per pair. The sneakers also contained a drop of human blood in the sole drawn from the members of the Mischief team. The company told NBC News this on Sunday. News on the shoes drew outrage over the Palm Sunday weekend. Some critics slammed both Little Nas and Nike, but Nike was quick to distance itself from the shoes, pointing out that there were custom adaptations of existing products. Nike quoted in a statement, and I quote, we do not have a relationship with Little Nas X or Mischief, end quote. Nike did not design or release these shoes, and they quoted, uh, we do not endorse them. As you can imagine, all of that information is a lot for anyone to unpack. Myself, doing the research, I was really fascinated from everyday people to celebrities that ranged on their views, their opinions, their expressions of what was produced. And I feel that the shock for a lot of people is coming from a place of now how overt um, much of what Little Nas uh, produced in his music video, uh, which I, be I believe it's pronounced Montero, call me by my name. And through that, I did not watch it personally, but from the reports that I've read, it's, it's just not something I'll, I'll be attracted to, uh, to entertain. But there's some really graphic imagery of hell, Satan, a lot of sexual explicit types of uh, things that really, I, I guess we can't really be too surprised. And much of what has been reported on one side through Little Nas, through this mischief company and the shoe that they produce and, and the contents therein relates to, as they expressed, a freedom of expression, a freedom of communicating a, a place that is, is special to them, that is uh, near and dear to them. And, and it, it, it comes back to this, it's a freedom of expression, it's a freedom of art, it's a freedom of us communicating our narrative and our story. On the other end of the spectrum, many Christians have very mixed input on that. I was reading quotes and I do not have time to unpack all these different various quotes on one side to another, but I find it fascinating that many proclaimed followers of Jesus Christ were standing up for what they believe, of course, but in, in a manner that definitely creates more distance than it than it really makes for meaningful conversation and an approach that 
draws others to Jesus more than anything. And that's not to damper on those who uh, stand up for biblical truth as myself. However, if the objective is to win an argumentative point, a political worldview, rather than a soul in, into a relationship with Jesus Christ, I believe that we've missed the mark and missed the point in really following through with our God-given mission and purpose to impact the lives of others. Moving forward, I want to identify now with that context in mind, there's so much more I want to say, but I think you can get the picture. I want to highlight five action points or just five things for you to consider. Of course, these five are not the golden five or the ultimate case in point, but I pray that it would at least provide some form of launching pad to go further in your effectiveness to impact the lives of those around you. The first thing I want to say is that this is not the first and it will not be the last time that Christ and Christianity is dishonored. Throughout human history, through Bible history, we see that Christ himself, even at his birth, was attacked. His whole entire life, not, not just politically, but even socially in his community, was something that many people did not fully understand, that many people did not honor, that many people did not like, even up to the point of death. And, and, and even if you just take the time to reflect, uh, Christianity is, and this could be argued, but I feel like the numbers will speak for itself, it would show you that Christianity is the most mocked, the most dishonored, disrespected major world religion as we know it. Many other world religions that we are aware of, um, that if any time their, their faith and their belief system is challenged mocked or disrespected, there is a strong, strong opposition. But constantly through the media, you constantly see that the name of Jesus, the person, the deity of Jesus is dishonored. And that is something that is not new and it will continue to do. Jesus himself mentioned in the gospels that concerning his disciples, that they would be hated, that they would even be to the point of persecution and death by the world because of their love and their affection and their commitment to follow Jesus. That this world that we are living in, that we are sheep being sent out among the wolves. We're going to live in a society, in a culture that is going to be aggressive and not hold back up against the truth of the word of God and that reality. And so I think it's healthy to just start off by saying that as believers, that this is something that is a long-standing uh, since the time of Christ. And I follow up with now point number two is that the way that we need to respond is forgiveness. As we literally just celebrated the passion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in reflection, the Bible teaches us and, and shows us that Jesus himself on the night that he was to be crucified was was beaten, was mocked, was disrespected. He was mocked by his deity as they placed a crown of thorns on his head and, and did all different types of 
crazy things that I, that if we were probably Christians, time traveling would say, oh my goodness, like how in the world could you disrespect Jesus and dishonor the name of Christ, the son of the living God? But the most fascinating biblical truth that we see is that during that entire journey where Christ was mocked, was dishonored, was disrespected, what was his first words released to the people? He says this to the Father, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Friend, we cannot expect people in the world who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ to live as Jesus Christ. So our response is to move at the level of compassion. Does that mean you have to shrink back in your defense, in your strong commitment to the, to, to the truth of God? Absolutely not. But I believe Jesus shows that the great strength of the Father heart of God is to have a sense of compassion and forgiveness and grace to those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, I believe that this is prime time for us all to increase our connection to God's word. The blurred lines of truth will continue to increase in an ever-growing society that strays away from what is absolute to their own desires, their own pleasures, and their own preferences. The lines will continue to be blurred with truth. And this is why it's so essential for us to know the truth of God's word. Diving into God's word allows us to have a worldview, to be able to see Christ through a different lens so that we can be aware of different ethics and different behaviors and different ways of living that, that, that informs us not based off our own feelings and our own preference, but the way of Christ. I believe that when we dive into the word of God more, we discover his will and his way. How can we respond? How can we navigate through the complexities of this current time that we are are currently in and my friend if you haven't gotten the point already it's only going to get more complex after here number four i want to invite us all to take responsibility in sharing the truth of god's word with others in your sphere of influence friends family loved ones students strangers neighbors Friends, this is prime time to share the truth of God's word. As I mentioned earlier, I think the heavy shock on many Christians is the overt nature of the little Nas video, the Satan shoes. Uh, we, we, we have to be aware that Satanism, the church of Satan, many of these blasphemous things have occurred for years and years and years and years, um, even through media and through the music, like that stuff is, is there. And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying it's there, okay? <laughs> Again, these are individuals who, who are not living for Jesus Christ. So anyone outside of God's will, it's kind of like free free game, I guess, if you will, you know? And so... Um, this is nothing new. 
However, um, I think many believers were just so shocked because, you know, ourselves and even our kids listen to Old Time Road and, and you know, and, and the influence is so heavy out there that it, it's hard. And I know that there are some way, uh, well-meaningful people that would desire to shelter and to cover their children um, from the evilness of the world. And, and as a person who loves the next generation, who has literally invested half of my life as I know it, um, even though I'm a young guy, but you know, I can say the majority of my life to impacting my generation and the generations after, th there is a desire to protect, there is a desire to shelter. Uh, however, we can't always do that. We're limited in our own abilities to 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 protect from what is out there but who is not limited that's the goodness of god that's the grace of the lord jesus christ and so we have an awesome opportunity to train up ourselves to train up those who we influence if you are a parent in your own home um if you are a mentor or a coach to your own students and to your mentees so that they know the word of god the bible says something uh to this line that one should train up their child parents train up the child in the ways that they should go the ways of the lord and when they grow old that they will not depart from it i, I believe that truth is profound because when you give the truth of god's word to the next generation is that they'll build up a grid, they'll build up a level of alertness and awareness to say, huh, this does not seem right based off of the truth that I know. This doesn't seem consistent to the heart and the love of God, to the design and the desires of God and being able to give them that because my friends, I'm telling you that it will not stop here. It will continue to go forth and imparting the truth of God's word is what's going to make a difference. Five and last is use this opportunity for gospel conversations. Share the love of Jesus Christ with others. Friends, this is prime time once again to share the gospel with others through this event. What an awesome opportunity, whether you're in barber shops, whether you're in the grocery store, literally it's, it's limitless in its reach because someone can start up the conversation no matter where they are on the spectrum of this whole controversy and you can, you can share the truth of God's word. I think it's so fascinating that there's actually a scripture on the shoe, right? Luke chapter 10, verse 18, and Jesus is talking about the rejection, if you will, of Satan, Satan being cast out of heaven and really, I'm, I mean, have a whole conversation surrounded around Luke 10. I mean, it's, it's incredible. In Luke 10, Jesus talks about sending out the 72 disciples to go out and to change the world. In Luke 10, it talks about the parable of the good Samaritan. In Luke 10, it talks about Jesus being at the home of Martha and Mary. And there, there's so richness about really just exploring that verse of scripture. So I, I just get so geeked up and excited about it because how awesome how God can still be glorified in the midst of great darkness. When Jesus looks at the eyes of, when he looks at the world, he, he doesn't look and say too dark, too difficult, too impossible, but he looks and he sees a harvest that is ready and he wants willing individuals, willing partners to come alongside him to go forth and to declare his love to the world. 
Friend, I want to bring your attention in the summation of this episode to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. It states, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following its desires and thoughts like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance to us. For my listeners who have a relationship with Jesus. I want to remind you that we were once enemies with God. At one point, we lived in a way that didn't please the Lord. But because of God's kindness, because of God's generosity of grace and mercy towards us, he extended a love, an unconditional love that we had to accept ourselves. As the scripture says that we are saved by grace. It is through faith, not of our own works, but it's the gift of God. And my friend who does not yet have a relationship with Jesus Christ, wherever community you find yourself in, I want to remind you that there is hope, that he accepts you and receives you right where you are and gives you grace to be transformed into his image, into his likeness, and the way that he designed and purposed you to be. You're fully loved by God. Believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that God has raised him from the dead and you will be safe. If you confess, if you just turn your life around and, and, and just really surrender it all to Jesus, Jesus will make the difference and Jesus will transform your life forever. I hope that you were enlightened, encouraged, inspired, and ultimately empowered with the content that I shared in today's episode. I would love to even hear from you, your thoughts, your feelings about what is shared. Look in the description of this episode. You'll see ways that you can uh, connect and contact with me. And then also I'm going to share some other uh, links, maybe one or two of various episodes as relates to navigating the complexities of the times that we in, that we are in. Little Nas X, God loves you. Every member of the LGBTQ plus community, God loves you and desires to be in relationship with you. Any other person out there in the world that's listening to me, 
as far as this message will go, I want you to know that you're deeply loved by God and that He desires to be in relationship with you. To my followers of Jesus Christ, do not become hopeless. We have a hope that is greater than the world, that is greater than whatever darkness or evil that will present itself. Let's continue to seek the Lord, seek wisdom, seek His compassion, seek His mercy, and in turn, embrace the call that we have upon our lives to be the handiwork, the masterpiece that God created us in advance, before the foundations of the world, before time. God knew that you were necessary for this time, for this age, for this moment to carry His message of love and redemption. You are born for such a time as this. Thank you to all of my listeners, new and returning here at the World Changes Podcast. I hope that we can see you or (laughs) we can connect again in the near future. Come back to another episode the next time we come back. God bless you. Have an awesome, 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 awesome day, week, month, and year. Change the world. (music) 